Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Adelaide Strikers didn't bother about him in the team meeting and came out and smashed, as we saw in his fourth game for the Scorchers, against the Adelaide Strikers, which ironically he actually spent a couple of seasons at after his stint at the Perth Scorchers. He belted that century off 39 balls. And the man that's still playing a bit of cricket down there at Rockingham Mandra joins us on the program now. Hey, Craig, how you going? Yeah, afternoon, Pete. How are you going? I thought I'd just relive those memories for you, mate. I suppose you think about them every now and then when somebody gets you at Cobbler's Tavern down there in Mandra. Yeah, look, every this time of year it does come up in conversation a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's fun memories. Yeah, for sure. It's been, it's been really uh, fun part of my life. Now, yeah. can I just clear something up here before we talk more about the match? Uh, because it was a, a huge game and the in the end these Perth Scorchers won their very first BBL title. Can I ask you about the chicken treat saga, where you went and ordered a chicken roll, large chips, and a 600ml Coke. You had that pre-game before one of your hundreds, and you worked in the morning as well. Is that correct? Yeah, so that morning I was working down actually near, sort of halfway between Waruna and Bunbury, and uh, yeah, finished a little bit later than I wanted to, and I was starving so I dropped into Pinjarra chicken treat on the way home and yeah that was <laughs> that was a bit of a late lunch and but yeah it was I think from memory it was, it was before the 39 ball 100 and it was a pretty warm day so it was tough work uh, running around in the field and batting that's for sure what is it about your elite sports people I spoke to Stephen Michael last week on this program as well the great South Fremantle legend uh, footballer that he was and he reckons he used to go to Cicerello's having fish and chips before every home game at Fremantle Oval. And then you look at the athletes uh, that are paraded in front of us, particularly AFL footballers these days. They can't go anywhere near that sort of stuff. Saying that, let's go back to that special day, uh, the grand final. It's now called the decider in the BBL. But everyone knows it here in Australia as a grand final when it comes to sport. And you took on the Hobart Hurricanes in that one. It was at the WACA ground. You opened the batting with Simon Kadich, who was the captain of the side, and you hit 45 off 36 balls, and you hit a couple over the picket fence as well. Uh, tell us about that day and your, your memories of it, opening the batting with the cat. Yeah, look, he was a great person to bat with, Simon Kadich was. Like, he was just... Now, as much as everyone remembers him a leader, but yeah, the way he batted and, and got his team to, to unite was really big. Um, now, heading into that tournament, WA had been without winning any silverware for a pretty long time, so 
I remember as a group, they were pretty, yeah, we were pretty keen to have a bit of success. And yeah, that sort of was the start of a sustained, sustained success in the BBL. And, and yeah, obviously some Shield titles and one day titles since as well. So yeah, it's the start of a pretty good dynasty for WA cricket, I think. I'll tell you what, I was really keen. I was supporting the Melbourne Renegades uh, the other night. I was hoping that they may get through. We may see Sean Marsh back here on the verge of turning 40. He's 39 years of age. But he came in and uh, remained not out in the Scorchers' total of four for 191 of 20 overs. He made 63, and you would have batted with him for a period of time. You would have put together a pretty good partnership because the cat went pretty cheaply. Yeah, look, I, I love batting with Sean. Um, we come through playing WA under-19s together, Australian under-19s together, brought it for WA Sank 11. So, yeah, it's just great to see him still playing. You know, 39, nearly 40. And the way he's going, the big bash, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to get another contract there and play on. And, yeah, hopefully after, you know, the big bash break, back into some shield cricket. And, yeah, how good is it to see an old fellow like that still running around? And you had a young Mitch Marsh playing in that game as well. Yeah, the little Mitch, he was, he was a lot quieter back then, but yeah, <laughs> he always had that potential. And <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's a good team person. Yeah, we loved having him Same. part of the squad that year. But Yeah, yeah. what did you think of the squad that year? Uh, Alfonso Thomas was there with the ball. You had the likes of Brad Hogg, who I now call the BBL matches, and I'll be working with him on Saturday night as my comments man. But, of course, you had the Australian Test captain and ODI captain Pat Cummings playing for the Perth Scorchers that season. Yeah, we did have a we had a really good team. Um, the bowling attack was, you know, as it's sort of been since. You know, we had Berendorf and Cummins and and the like. And yeah, we were just really confident in in our ability to to restrict teams. So the, the batting for us didn't really matter. Um, you know, we, but just then bowlers felt like we could pretty much defend everything. So yeah, it was, mm. it was a pretty good feeling going out the field knowing that. I know Pat got one wicket, but gee whiz, he got taken to the cleaners with the ball, didn't he? I look at his figures here, four overs, one for 47. He got smacked. <laughs> they had to make a bit of a game of it, didn't they? We, <laughs> um, yeah, from memory, I think, I think we made a pretty good target and, and yeah, they felt like they were never really in the game. So, yeah, it was a pretty pleasing final. Yeah, and that was a, it was a comfortable win in the end. Uh, 7 for 152 is all that the Hobart Hurricanes could muster off their 20 overs. So it was a pretty comfortable win with the Scorchers making four for 191. Tell us about the scenes. Now, they're expecting a, a record crowd this Saturday night here at the Optus Stadium, which will house the very first, as they term it now, the decider or the grand final in the BBL. Tell us about your memories and those great memories of playing these sort of games at the Wacker. Yeah, it was, it was really huge. Um, it always felt like the, the stadium was just chockers at the Wacker. I think, you know, 20,000, it was. It felt like there was 50,000 there. So I can only imagine what the players are going to feel this week. You know, I'm assuming it's going to be 50,000 plus. So it's going to be a really big home home ground advantage. Um, yeah, it's just, to be honest, it's just unbelievable how the Scorchers just keep winning titles because, you know, no matter how many players we've got out or how many players we've injured, just to keep fronting up, it's just a really speaks testament to the culture that, you know, Justin Langer started and Adam Vogue just continues. It's interesting when you look at the players, like uh, Liam Davis was injured, so they came to you. You were playing for Rockingham Mandra at district level and you were playing pretty well and they, they plucked you out of club cricket. And that has seemed to be the model that has been put in place with the Perth Scorchers even now when you look at some of the, the club cricketers that they look at, Cooper Conley being one from Scarborough, and even though Stephen Eskenazi has played with Middlesex, you know, he plays great cricket with Claremont Netherlands, they seem to look into grade cricket uh, clubs and see if they can find a player or a jewel in there. And that was your scenario, wasn't it? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's I don't know. I just don't know how they do it. But yeah, I think that I think because the guys play together so much and and we are sort of so far everywhere else, we're we're pretty lucky that ev- pretty much everyone on the team's from WA or plays for WA. So it's you know you look at a lot of the other teams and they are a bit of a mix of different states and stuff like that. So yeah, maybe it's an advantage and the guys really want to win and and perform and work as a team. Whereas I think in other teams you can can get pretty individual. Um, you know, at the end of the day, guys get a pretty good paycheck. So mm. sometimes they might be more worried about that than performing as a team. Saying that about the paycheck, you spent a couple of seasons at the Perth Scorchers and you just caught the imagination of everybody here on this side of the country with your power hitting uh, in the BBL. But then the Adelaide Strikers came knocking on your door and you said to me just uh, recently, actually, that was probably the paycheck and the chance of maybe putting a bit of further food on the table for the family that lured you to Adelaide for a couple of seasons. Yeah, definitely. Look, that to be honest, was the only reason. I've, you know, I've been a big um, WA cricket man for you know pretty much since I was eleven. So, yeah, just it come to a time where it's you know obviously WA had so many good players playing for the Scorchers that you know you couldn't really squeeze much more money out of them. So when Adelaide Strikers came and it was a pretty significant offer, then yeah, I had to take it. But yeah, it's, I suppose it's something I probably do regret because, you know, even today I'm a, I'm a pretty big Perth Scorchers fan and love seeing the boys do well. But yeah, there comes a time in, in your life where you mean to make a decision that's going to help me moving forward. You turned 40 just before Christmas, uh, or might have been actually 41. Uh, no, 40, I think you turned just before Christmas. You can confirm it with me when you come back. Uh, but you're still playing the game down there in Rocky Mandra. Yeah, so I coached the um, the first grade and, and the whole club there. Um, I've played probably half the year first grade, a little bit of second grade. And just, yeah, I've got some pretty good young players playing for us at the moment, so it's just really good to help them out and, you know, see some of them progress. I've been lucky enough to see Teague Wiley play shield cricket for WA this year and make 100. And, we, yeah, we've got a few other gems that I'm sure are going to play some cricket for WA in the future. So you're saying there's some good talent uh, in district cricket uh, that no doubt we may see in seasons to come? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got Corey Wosley, who's 17 and has got, the, you know, 500 runs and the third most runs in the competition, which I can't remember a 17-year-old doing that ever. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting times for, for us at the club. And, yeah, WA Cricket Hall, I think, is pretty healthy. And there's some good young players running around, which is good. Mm. And as we let you go, when you look at that uh, great day, how did you celebrate after winning the very first BBL championship for the Perth Scorchers in that season? Uh, do you recall what happened after? Yeah, it was a pretty late night. Um, yeah, as I said, it had been a fair while between drinks for WA winning silverware. So, yeah, certainly late night. And I think we ended up pretty pretty early morning and in, into in Fremantle for lunch. And, yeah, celebrated pretty long for a few of the boys, which was good. Good stuff, Craig. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, what about your bat? You still got the, the big big bat that bludgeons the ball uh, over the rope these days in, in club cricket, even though you play, I think, in lower grades? Yeah, the big bat's still there, but unfortunately doesn't bludgeon it like it used to. Um, <laughs> it's more nicks and nudges these days. But, yeah, look, I still have a lot of fun. And, yeah. <laughs> and I suppose you can't get here up the stadium on Saturday because you'll probably be playing club cricket, won't you? No, I'm, I'm thinking about trying to get up there, actually. I haven't, I've never been to watch a game at Optus, so, yeah, hopefully this could get there this Saturday. Good stuff, mate. Well, thanks for joining us and sharing some of those memories with us. Uh, what was a, a great day and a great event with the Scorchers being the Hobart Hurricanes and getting the first of four BBL titles. Thanks for your time. Excellent, Peter. Thanks for that. Good, good on you. Hearing your call on Saturday. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, Craig Simmons uh, joining us. Uh, he was a uh, heck of a player. He really was. And the other thing with Craig... In, 
was the fact a couple of games after that, he scored another century uh, in the semi-final against the Sixers, 112 runs from 58 balls. And he also became the first player to score two centuries in a big bash league matches. And the other thing that he holds high in relation to what he's done, Chris Gale, who played with the Perth Scorchers, he equaled Chris Gale's competition record of 11 sixes in a match. In a match. So he was a real entertainment machine. Tomorrow, we will look at the next one. They went back-to-back, the Scorchers. They won the following season. We'll find out how much uh, personnel changes there were, and we'll come back uh, and relive uh, the second BBL title on Sports Day WA tomorrow. We'll take a break. Uh, you can join us any time. Uh, Lisa's been on the text on the Temper of Bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736. Hi, Peter. Just wanted to message and comment, uh, commend you and Brad Hogg on your calling of the cricket on Saturday night. Great to hear you guys commentating from Optus. Uh, great win, but sloppy fielding by the Scorchers. I'll have to do better on Saturday night. Lisa Edelbrook, I agree, Lisa. Uh, in fact, both sides' fielding wasn't that flash on uh, Saturday night. Who will it be? Will it be the Sixers or the Heat? At the SCG, the Sixers have almost been unbeatable, but is there a chance for Usman Kawaja and the Heat to maybe cause a bit of an upset? Love to hear from you. Get on the text. Is it going to be the Sixers or the Heat to take on the Scorchers on Saturday night? It's 16 to 6.